Hey everybody, welcome back to the In The Zone podcast. This is episode 8, um, and believe it or not, this is actually Max Kraus. Um, I'm here with my brother Teddy, and I'm filling in for Jagger while he's out of town. And I'm excited. Uh, I think this is going to be a good episode, and it's going to be fun to host. Yeah, Max, it's great to have you on. Uh, surprisingly, I don't think you've been on the pod at all, so it's nice to finally have you on. And for this week, we're excited. Uh, as always, we're going to start off with some reactions to last week's games. Then we're going to have 570's very own Dylan Ryman on as our guest. We're going to play some Guess the Video Player with him. After that, we're going to play Two Truths and a Lie, which Jagger and I have played before, but this week we've got a little bit of a twist. And then we're going to end it off by giving some predictions for next week. Cue the intro. Hey there. <laughs> So talking about last week's games, uh, starting off at 11.30, we had Scared Hitless versus 5.7.0. Uh, this was a matchup that I think a lot of people were intrigued in because Scared Hitless, as we know, has had a rough start to the year. Uh, started off 1-5, I believe. Coming into the series, they were 3-5. and five. Uh, But this was a real test. You know, 5.7.0 with uh, Julian and newly acquired Hess. Uh, they're a pretty scary team. Yeah, game one was uh, pretty close. Uh, both teams put up a bunch of runs, 14 to 12. Um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, 5-7-0 can really start winning games down the stretch. Being 0-8 is really tough, and I know there's really no such thing as a, a moral victory, but uh, it- it's good to see that they can compete with somebody like Scared Hitless who's looking to get in the playoff spot. And uh, adding in Hess, they, they can definitely win some games down the stretch. Yeah, it was definitely a good showing by 5-7-0. Um, but on the, on the side of Scared Hitless, that's got to feel good uh, coming in and beating a, a really good team, a respectable opponent. Uh, had good hitting performances. I mean, obviously, putting up 14 runs against Julian, you know, a good pitcher. Uh, Pew hit well, two RBIs. Smalls, who's been probably their best hitter this year. Great performance, two hits, six RBIs. Mike Simon added three, and then Jimmy Canesso, who had his long-awaited debut for Hitless, also hit pretty well in Game 1. Then Game 2, uh, it was not as close at all. Uh, scared Hitless won 17-6. Pew pitched versus Slyker. Um, and if you look at their records, this, this is more what you'd expect. But, uh, I mean, 5-7-0, they, they still put up six runs against Pew in four innings. And Pew's a really good pitcher, so it, it still shows that they can score runs. Yeah, this is a game that's got to feel good for Hitless. I mean, they've struggled putting up runs at times this year. Uh, but to kind of come out and have an offensive explosion like this, uh, almost a statement win uh, against a respectable pitcher in Slyker who's, you know, had some success. He's able to get some strikeouts. Uh, to be able to put up 17 runs in that kind of game has got to feel good for the Scared Hitless squad. Then moving on to the next series of the day, which was 4.30. This one was much anticipated. Roadkill versus Five Locos. Lots of Twitter exchange uh, between the two teams. There was a lot of hype going into this. And I think it's safe to say it lived up to it. 
Game one finished with a score of 12 to 11. Five Locos took it on a walk-off walk by Joey Dewar. Uh, Dewar also got the win on the mounds. And for Roadkill, uh, a good hitting performance. Jagger McDonald with a pretty memorable grand slam. Uh, Jacob Hunter had two RBIs. I had two RBIs. JJ Neely had two RBIs. Uh, put up some runs, but at the end of the day, Locos was able to get some runs and finish off the game. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't be at this game. It's the first series I, I missed all year, um, but I was watching, um, and it was it was a real thriller. It was great to watch. Uh, Jagger's Grand Slam was crazy, and it was just great to see everybody come through. Almost everyone in the lineup had at least one hit against Dewar, uh, which is so great to see. Um, and yeah, Five Locos did come away with the win, but uh, it, it, it felt good to compete against a team like that. Then game two was a very different type of game, uh, but probably even more exciting, to be honest. Um, five innings, 1-0, Roadkill got the win. Uh, Teddy versus Artem, a great pitcher's duel. Uh, this was this was a real thriller as well. Yeah, being at this one, uh, pitching against Artem was really fun. Uh, not a ton of hits on either side, kind of throughout the game. Uh, I had 10 strikeouts, Artem had 11. Uh, not too many walks either. Uh, and then in the bottom of the fifth, when Dylan came up, you know, a guy who, it's it was his first career game. I don't think he's even played much wiffle ball in his life. He's a baseball player, but... Still, to come up against Artem, bottom of the fifth, when that ball came off his bat, everyone went silent, uh, and then when we saw it hit the foul pole, it was just, it was a pretty epic moment. I think one of the best in roadkill history, and really awesome to be there. Um, and I believe Artem even mentioned that that was only his sixth loss ever, uh, so that's got to feel really good for you, you picking up a win against someone who's, who's legendary in the league. For sure, a lot of respect towards Artem. Uh, when we first joined the league, you know, he was one of the first guys we faced, and he's really just an all-time great. So to be able to pitch against him and pick up a win, uh, that really means a lot. The final series of the weekend was Bases Loaded versus False Idols. Uh, first game was Sickle versus Brett on the mound, um, and False Idols came away with a 15-0 win in three innings. Yeah, as Jagger and I have talked about, bases loaded as a team with some veteran hitters, but they kind of lack pitching depth, and that showed in this series. Uh, and for false idols, great outing for Brett, uh, kind of as you expect, three innings, only one hit, uh, nine strikeouts, and then also at the plate, he went five for five with five RBIs. Uh, and the rest of the lineup all picked up at least one hit. That's kind of been a story for them this year. In the past... You could argue they've lacked a little bit of hitting depth, but this year, a bunch of guys have contributed, like Zio Bro, Matt Martin, Kotzko's had some nice performances, so they're looking really good at the plate. Brigido, too. Yeah, he's been a really nice offseason pickup, as well as Sinti, who's been a nice compliment to Brett on the mound. Then for Game 2, uh, oddly enough, the exact same score, 15 nothing. False Idols, it was Hamza pitching for Bases Loaded, and Tom Hannon for the Idols, and Hannon picked up his 69th career win, 
which happens to be the most of any pitcher all time. So congrats to Tom. Yeah, that is a nice record to have. Um, he passed Bob Loftus, so that's a, a really big accomplishment. So congrats to Tom. Um, and also notable, Cinti had his first home run um, in a while, so it's nice to see that. Uh, just a really good outing for false idols. Um, and they're going to be looking to carry that momentum into next weekend uh, when we play them. So hopefully we can somehow find a way to slow that down. Yeah, so that was all of last week's games. And with that, we're going head to head into the next segment uh, where we're going to be giving Dylan Ryman a call. Hey Dylan, uh, this is Teddy, and you are live on air for the In the Zone podcast. How you doing? I'm doing alright. What's going on, bud? Not too much, and I'm here with my co-host for the episode. Hey Dylan, it's Max. I'm filling in for Jagger this week. Oh, thank God! I didn't want to hear him. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Glad to hear you're happy about that. Uh, so I don't know if you're an everyday listener of the pod, but we're going to play some Guess the BWBL Player. Uh, are you ready? Yeah, all right. Uh, how confident are you in your skills? Um, I don't know how confident I am. And if that, that, if that tells you anything, then, yeah. No, I'm probably, I, 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 um, wow. No, I'm sure I'll get it. It's a pretty I'm honest really answer. Though. All right, well, All right, here we go. And a reminder, this are, these are the stats from last year. Right. So batting average of 310, and he had two home runs, 13 RBIs on the year. Well, you know what? Um, those stats do sound familiar. I'm pretty confident, actually, because I did keep uh, – pretty watchful eye on my team and I'm going to take a guess and say that's my father Bob Ryan you gonna lock that in absolutely well congratulations Dylan that's correct Bing bong. <laughs> way to go man <laughs> to be honest we tried to sneak one by you there um, you know that would have been pretty funny if you couldn't get your dad but <laughs> I, I had to I had to know uh my and my father's stats, you know. Alright, well congrats. Not too many people guessed that correctly and you got it pretty easily. So. Is that the first time someone's gotten it on the first guess? I think it might be. Maybe someone else got it. Didn't um I I thought Brett got uh on the first guess, didn't he? Or I know Augie. One of the two. Maybe somebody did, did, yeah. So, uh, Dylan, how are you liking the season so far? Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it was a pretty rough start. Um, I think uh, we're only going to get better as the season goes on. We, I'm pretty sure uh, this week for us is postponed. We were supposed to play Kings of the North again, but that got moved. So we have a nice little vacation until uh, we start things back up uh, July 2nd against I think it's bases loaded uh, we're playing against. So um, hopefully uh, we'll be able to, you know, 
take a break from the hard competition that we've had and, you know, move into uh, what should be uh, easier teams like uh, uh, Jenkins, Owls, um, and uh, Bases Loaded. So, yeah, hopefully we can uh, get it rolling again. Right. I think it's definitely safe to say that you guys are a lot better than your record. Uh, do you want to talk about how it's been playing uh, under Julian as a captain? Well, you know what? Uh, things with Julian have been, you know, great. Um, last year, I, you guys actually mentioned this, I think, in like the first episode. Uh, I was stressed with uh, being a captain last year. Nobody was showing up for me. So just taking the year off um, has helped me relax and... Uh, I think Julian is doing uh, a great job. I trust him. Uh, I think uh, everyone else on the team trusts him. And when he needs any sort of, like, guidance, he'll ask somebody, you know, hey, what do you think we should do here? And most of the time, uh, people give a pretty good answer that uh, we sometimes follow through with. So um, I like uh, being on the team. Um, it's nice to have uh, Slyker on the team. Uh, I was going to sign him uh, actually for this coming year uh, when I was captain of Diamond Dogs. But, um, but yeah, I like him on the team. Uh, Mike Heck, um, he's a trooper. Uh, he's stuck with me all the way through last year, and I mm-hmm. you know, have nothing but respect for the man for doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's doing a great job as captain. Yeah. Sounds like good stuff. And, uh, with your recent acquisition of, uh, Rob Hess, how has that been having one of the league's best hitters? He has a very good, um, he's he's almost like a coach. Uh, He's pointed things out that I never would have seen before. Uh, you know, without any sort of insight. Um, like this, this past week, he's pointing things out that uh, Nick does uh, while well. he's on the bump. Um, and that helped me uh, bring in a two-run RBI. So uh, he's, he's a great pickup. Uh, I think that's going to help us uh, not only in... Uh, you know, scoring more just because he's hitting the ball, but uh, just for all of us making contact. Right. Uh, well, thanks, Dylan. Uh, while you have the chance, though, on the pod, is there anything you want to say to the league uh, while you have the chance? Uh, anything I want to say to the league? Um, uh been you know um not really no no i don't have anything to say i have nothing to say to nobody (laughs) you know what i do have something to say to people people better watch out because we are coming in full force that's all i have to say all right i like that dylan uh it's a pleasure as always talking to you and uh, thanks for coming on yeah thanks for coming on dylan cool thanks guys take care take care see you all right, well, that was nice having Dylan on. He's a fun guy. 
Uh, but transitioning to the next segment, uh, we're going to be playing Two Truths and a Lie, which is something Jagger and I played, uh, I believe, before the season. Uh, but today, Max and I are going to play it. For some of our Truths and Lies, we're going to be using the all-time stats sheet. So some of them will be all-time stats rather than just last year. Yeah, uh, thanks to Dotzel. Um, he updated the uh, current stats this year in the all-time stat sheet. Um, and this is a great resource. You can just uh, click on any stat and list it by everybody who's ever played in the BWBL. Uh, it's really fun to just go through and, and see all these uh, records. So that's been fun to use. All right, so starting off with our first round, I'm going to be giving the truth and the lie to Max. So for round one, this is going by all-time stats. George Moser has a 555 batting average. Brett Kaledi has a 591 batting average. And Augie George has a 585 batting average. What's the lie? All right, those are all ridiculously high all-time batting averages. I mean, maybe after a couple of games, you can be over 500, but it's kind of crazy to imagine you're that high all-time. Um, I know Moser's a great hitter, but... He's been playing for a really long time, so I don't think he'd be batting quite that high. Um, I, I think I'm going to say him at 555. Augie and, and Brett have been playing for a little bit shorter, so so I'm going to say Moser is less than 555. You going to lock that in? I'm going to lock that in, yeah. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Wow. Believe it or not, the lie was Brett Kalady at 591. He actually has a batting average of 538. So surprisingly, he's the lowest of the three, but that just stuck out to me that Augie's at 585 and Moser's at 555. Hats off to those guys. That That's really impressive. Yeah, and Brett, too. I mean, 538 is, is also pretty crazy. Absolutely. All right, my answers for you are Matt Martin and Nick Pugh have the same number of RBIs this season. Sickle has been walked more than anybody else in BWBL history. And Mike White is a top five in at-bats this season. All right, so Mike White being top five in at-bats this season definitely seems possible because Loaded uh, often doesn't have a ton of hitters in their lineup, so I can see him having a lot of at-bats. And I know he's been really good this year, so that wouldn't surprise me if he's top five in at-bats. So then it comes down to the other two. And Pew and Matt Martin having the same RBIs, that's a bit of an odd stat. I feel like that could be possible. So I think I'm going to say Sickle having the most walks in history is a lie. And I'm even going to say I believe Hannon would have the most all time. I'm going to lock that in. That is absolutely correct. Sickle is second all time in walks um, just behind Hannon. Hannon has 498, and Sickle has 461. Um, and it is something to look out for, Hannon only being two walks away from 500. That's a nice milestone. Um, and for the record, Matt Martin and Nick Pugh do both have the same number of RBIs at 9. And Mike White is top 5 in at-bats. He's number 5 with 37 at-bats. All right, so it's a point for me. And then heading on to round 2. All right. Round two, uh, we're going to be going off of career ERA. 
So starting with Jake Lukacic has an ERA of 3.12. Tom Hannon has a career ERA of 5.31. And Mikey Holloway, Flapjack, has a career ERA of 4.96. So Hannon has pitched for a very long time. Um, Not as much recently, obviously, but... Uh, a five, an ERA right around five seems right for him. That's that's a really good spot to be at. Um, Flapjack, uh, just a little bit lower than that. Um, is also it makes sense to me just because uh, he doesn't pitch that much. But the few times I've seen him pitch, he's actually been surprisingly really good to me. Um, and it's always surprised me why he doesn't doesn't pitch more. So I'm gonna say Jake Lukacic at three two one was it. Three one two. Three one two. I'm gonna say he's he's above that, and I'm gonna lock that in. All right. Well, unfortunately, that is incorrect. Uh, surprisingly enough, Jake Lukacic does have a three point one two career ERA. I've never really seen him pitch, uh, but that's really impressive, and he's got a lot of innings too. It's not like he doesn't pitch much. Uh, Hannon does have a five point three. One ERA, like you said, you were pretty spot on with that. Uh, but Flapjack actually has a career 6.57 ERA, which surprised me because, like you said, uh, he's been really good the few times I've seen him. Uh, and still, 6.5 is a very solid career ERA, but that was the lie. Well, I hate to go over 2 today, but um, hopefully I can trick you on this one. My three answers this time around are... Number one, Gerald Johnson is top 25 all-time in strikeouts. Number two, Augie has walked 15 batters this season. And number three, Artem has more innings pitched than Jackson this season. All right, so I know Gerald's been in the league for a pretty long time, uh, and he's been pitching for a while, so I think being top 25 in strikeouts is possible for him. And then Augie having 15 walks seems roughly right. I could see being a little more, but that seems ballpark around, you know, being possible. So I think I'm going to say because I know Artem missed a couple series, I'm going to say that Artem having more innings pitched than Jackson is the lie. So Gerald Johnson is a top 25 all-time strikeout pitcher. Um, I believe he's number four, and he has 250 exactly strikeouts. Wow. Yeah, um, which is higher than I, I thought, but he has been around for a long time, so that is a, a nice record to have. Um, Artem has pitched 12.2 innings this season, uh, and Jackson has pitched just 12. So that actually was true. Uh, Artem has pitched slightly more innings, um, although the margins are pretty small, so maybe I wasn't doing you any favors on that one. Um, and the, the last answer you could have had was uh, Augie walking 15 batters this season, uh, which is false. He actually has only walked 11. Um, and when you were talking, it sounded like if you thought that was the lie, you thought it was more than 15 batters, but uh, only 11 through uh, four weeks five weeks of play, um, and it's just it shows he's been really consistent on the mound, which is, is nice to see for them. Yeah, that's true. I, I would have guessed he had more than that, and that's a good point. He's been uh, a really nice addition to their pitching, 
Um, he's kind of been a surprising uh, stud pitcher across the league this year. I believe he's top three in strikeouts. Uh, so if he can continue to pitch well, that's just an extra piece for Five Locos to have. All right, so that was Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. I think it was nice to have some all-time stats, and I liked the kind of out-of-the-box answers you came up with. So, Yeah, uh, I didn't really – I wasn't really planning on being so out-of-the-box. That was just kind of what I thought we were going to do, but uh, I do like how we, we took it in completely different directions. So I, I thought that was pretty fun. Yep, I agree. So then moving on to our last segment of the episode – we're going to give some predictions for next week's games. Okay, for series predictions this weekend, um, first is us versus False Idols. Um, and False Idols, they're looking like the best team in the league again. Um, so predicting a split is definitely ambitious, and I wasn't planning on doing that. Um, I would have thought we were going to get swept by five Locos, and I also would have thought we would get swept by Kings of the North. Um, but we picked up splits in both those series, so if things start going our way, um, I don't think it's unrealistic for us to split this weekend. So I'm going to say we'll split. Yeah, I believe Kotzko, uh called it series of the week. Uh, it's the early series, 11 a.m. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, I don't think Roadkill's had a ton of success against idols uh, in our franchise history, but hopefully we can change that this week. Next series of the day will be at 1.30. It'll be Jenkins Owls against Kings of the North. And for Jenkins Owls, uh, this could be an exciting series because they're going to have some fresh faces on the team. Should be J.R. Kadat's team debut. Uh, so good luck to him. He's a fun guy, and hopefully he'll bring some energy to that team, as well as uh, former roadkill player Dylan Domzalski, who was recently traded uh, due to Roadkill having too many players, you know, we didn't have the space for him, and he's a guy who, you know, wanted to be able to play in the league, so we thought training him would give him an opportunity. Yeah, and we also got a haul back. Um, we got uh, a full series of umping from the Owls, so both teams gave up a pretty big deal, and uh, we'll see how it, it could be a win-win situation for everybody. Uh, as far as my predictions for that series, uh, maybe Jenkins Owls will look a little bit more improved with some new guys and having a couple of weeks off. But at the end of the day, Kings of the North is a top team in this league. They've got pitching, they've got hitting. So I'm going to say a Kings of the North sweep. Uh, and then after that, the Owls are playing again um, against the Locos. Um it's hard to see any way the Owls pick up a, a, a win in either of these series. I'm going to also say a, a Five Locos uh, sweep. Um, that's not to say the Owls are, are as awful as their record is. Um, uh, I, I think as an 0-8 team and probably going to be an 0-12 team after this weekend playing two top teams, um, that could be really de demoralizing. But, um, you know, I, I've talked to A.J. Grabowski about this. Uh and like our first year in the in the league, um, Roadkill was three and seventeen, I believe, and I was really considering not bringing the team back. So uh, I'm I'm really encouraging him. They have a lot of uh, raw talent on that team, I think, 
Um, and it does take a long time to iron out wiffle ball skills. It's kind of a weird sport to get into, but uh, I think they, they should stick with it. Um, but I do not think they will get a win this, this weekend. All right. And then the nightcap of the weekend will be bases loaded versus scared hitless. Uh, two teams kind of coming in opposite directions. Hitless coming off an impressive sweep and loaded coming off a series of getting swept by the idols. Um, as I've said before, I think loaded has some really good hitting. Uh, they've got a bunch of veterans who know how to get some runs across. Mike White has had a nice year. Sickle's a good hitter. Uh, Kenny's a good hitter. But they just don't have enough pitching to compete with better teams right now. And with Scared Hitless kind of coming in hot, I think that's a tough matchup for Loaded, and I do think Hitless will get the sweep. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one. Um, I also think a Hitless sweep just because of the, the pitching. Um, but I wouldn't be completely shocked if, if Loaded... Uh, picked up a, a win here uh, just because their hitting is good enough to put up runs against anybody. Um, so I could see Hitless having to put pressure on their offense, um, which they were able to do. They were able to win with their offense last weekend, um, but their pitching is definitely the strong suit of that team. So uh, I'm going to say Hitless sweeps. All right. Well, that's all we had on the agenda for the episode. Uh Thanks for coming on, Max. I uh, hope you had some fun. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. It was great talking to Dylan. Um, it's always a great time when Jagger leaves town. So uh, I, I was glad to fill in. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for listening. And see you later. Thanks for tuning in.